Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hello. And Zach Roland. Hey. And today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 8, Take It. On this episode, Dexter self-helps himself in a hotel room without leaving any body fluids. Oh, right. Johnny Lee Miller gets to practice his American accent. And Manzone gets friend zoned and end zoned. What did you guys I think? I can't move uh, past the first line. I mean, I think, the, I think these are your best to date, Dale. These were the best great summaries intros. to date. Uh, applause all around. <laughs> Thanks. That's so good. We don't really good. need to go on. We can just stop with that. I think that covers it. Um, oh, you just broke Ben Dexter. <laughs> What's the best line, everyone? <laughs> Here's mine. My, the best my line is Dale's. <laughs> Dexter self helps uh, himself. What did you guys think of this episode overall? I liked this episode uh, as well. I think this one was another sort of good one all around. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, the self help aspect of it especially when it started off that way like i think that was just fun and different and yeah like i always love poking fun at these kind of things because i think they're silly and I, I get people buy into them but i thought this was a great way to play with it i thought this was a solid episode uh good it's good i like where we're going with the story it was a pretty good episode i really like johnny lee miller i'll watch anything he's in so this was a. Uh... The, this featured him quite a bit, and I enjoyed that. Yep. Um, I have not disliked a Wendy West episode yet. So um, that day will probably come because she is a part of the show until the end and only becomes more uh, more of the core team as things go on. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this one. Uh, it starts with a bunch of animals attacking prey in black and white. While Jordan Chase narrates, turns out to be the opening to one of his lectures. Dexter's in attendance feeling normal with all the raging people around him. LaGuerta is mobbed by press over the club shootout. The reporter says that LaGuerta has been named in a civil suit. Angel hasn't decided if he's going to tell the truth about LaGuerta having made the bad call. Deb doesn't feel bad about killing Fuentes or Fuertes or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, Angel takes Yasmin's mother to identify her body. Like, here's your, here's your daughter. I got shot. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Lumen checks in with Dexter. She's been looking into the past of the guys in the photo. Cole brings Dexter, or Cole finds Dexter and brings him to Chase's suite for a talk. Chase knows that Rita was murdered by Trinity. He was fascinated by Trinity. Chase has a theory about dealing with tragedy that he wants to discuss with Dexter next time they talk. Chase gives Dexter a swag bag and mentions there's something in there for Harrison. Yeah, I just, I'll jump in real quick and again say, just, I really liked how they opened this episode with that, that crazy part of the uh, self-help uh, seminar and like you know it's it was fun to have them do something like that to then really show you like how this episode's going to go because now we're into that like come to the suite uh i know more about you than you think i know and it's just it, it uh gives me that extra bit of tension that makes me really want to turn tune in and, and be uh turned on by it i guess <laughs> um but yeah it was fun that it's interesting like jordan chase has 
looked into Dexter. I'm guessing because they are looking into everybody that could know something about the crime. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure why Dexter like hit his radar. Um, he mentions that Dexter's been on the news because of the Trinity thing. Yeah, and so that's mm-hmm. why he he knew so much about him as that he was he was kind of obsessed yeah, with the Trinity. Yeah, I don't know. If I, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess that mm-hmm. makes sense. You wouldn't think he would. Re- well, I guess he does mm-hmm. say that he was you know fascinated by Trinity, but you wouldn't think he would recognize him so readily though right. it, he, he does seem like the kind of name. guy like there's other stuff that kind of points to him digging deeper than just hey you were but a, I agree. a trinity victim right and a guy with his power and his money um, if he is involved which we know at this episode for sure we get confirmation he is he's going to spend that he's money watchman. and use that power yeah how watchman now that we know he's watchman watchman is going to use all of his resources <laughs> to dig into anybody to see if there's anything he can hold over them or use and he's a great psychological manipulator obviously because how else do you become so so esteemed in that field this this scene is so wonderful he comes in there and it's it's really bright and cheery in this hotel room, like the sun's up and everything. And uh, he just starts hitting him with all this stuff about his life. Like, I know all of this stuff about you. And he, as the audience, you're like, is he being legit right now? Or is is he, like, does he know that Dexter is working with Lumen? Like, what what does he know? And it, it's just so well done. And it's not in a menacing way, which makes it almost, you know, scarier because he's, yeah, well, (laughs) it's, it's just, he's just so, you know, trying to be helpful and just that self-help guru that, that, what's his name, Tony Robbins or whatever, I don't know Mm -hmm. these people, but he's that kind of personality, just smiling the whole way through, being supportive. Like, if, yeah, he, if he would have delivered that in an overly threatening manner, I don't think the scene would have been as powerful. No, then he would have been Frank T.J. Mackey from Magnolia instead of Anthony Robbins. Yeah. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm silently judging you. Um, LaGuerta <laughs> tells Deb that she is going to scapegoat main zone. Deb says that they should hold tight and weather the storm. Lumen gets a call from a guy named Owen. Lumen left him at the altar. He's in Miami and wants to talk to her. She agrees to meet him at a cafe the next day at noon. Dexter arrives with food but can't stay. Dexter gives Lumen a shopping list for supplies to kill Cole tomorrow. Lumen asks for extra time to shop so that she can ostensibly meet with Owen. Uh, Deb disapproves of the Jordan Chase merch that Dexter got for Harrison. She has a bunch of mandatory therapy sessions for her shooting. She's concerned that she doesn't feel anything after killing the Fuentes brothers. Or the brothers. That's just she's, she's becoming like Dexter. Yeah, that's kind of the way that he looks at her. It's like, oh, yeah. do you get it? Do you do you are you like on the same wavelength now too? Yeah, she's been through enough. It's like uh, almost, you know, the the crazy shit that's happened to her. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Deb would be on board with like killing rapists at this point. But I don't For know sure. about the whole like we got to kill somebody every every week to <laughs> Keep everything on, on an even keel. Yeah. Uh, Dexter sets up the room next to Cole's as a kill room. 
He picks the lock on the adjoining door and puts WD-40 on a creaky hinge so he can sneak in and M99 him in the night. Lumen meets with Owen. Lumen tells him he can tell Lumen's parents that he's that she is safe. Uh, Owen has brought round-the-world tickets and wants to take her with him. She says she can't just leave, and he gives her the night to think it over. Deb and Quinn watch LaGuerta blame the botched thing on Deb on TV. That yeah, Deb that tries was... to destroy. Uh, I may have yelled something not very nice when I saw that scene. You know, and LaGuerta, she's been... I mean, we've she hasn't been so snaky lately. It was just that reminder that she is a complete horrible human being. Mm-hmm. But oh, I hate her. But Quinn's plasma TV was an innocent bystander yeah. and did not deserve to be destroyed over it. How, yeah. how dare her? Like, <laughs> I, I also think it's funny that it was a plasma TV. Like, who gets plasma TVs anymore? <laughs> Dude, at that time, like, I know. Plasma I was, was yeah. it. I that know. was high end. High uh, end. They're still really yes. good. <laughs> they're still really plasma damn good. Plasma TVs were the future. They're just they're just way too expensive to make, yeah. and the technology on the other stuff is caught up. But, yeah. And who wants to see Laguista in high definition? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. I doubt that the, like, whatever the Miami news station they were watching had it even had high definition. Mm. They were probably watching it in, like, SD stretched on his plasma. <laughs> you can see so much more of the picture. Um, Lumen goes to the, uh, Lindy orchestrates a fender bender with Lumen. Uh, he sees the kill room supplies in the back seat. Lumen has no choice but to give Lindy all her info. Lumen goes to the hotel with the supplies instead of meeting Dexter. She's shaken up after the car accident and tells Dexter about Owen's offer to leave. Dexter tells her that she could go if she wants to. Um, which I think she knew. This is like, yeah. <laughs> is he her dad like, now? I mean, they're not. The, it's the it. nth number of times that he's been like, you should go. Yeah. Here's a plane ticket to leave Miami. Go. Hey, if you want to go, you can go. Listen, this kill room's fun, but you ready to go? <laughs> it's time to get out. Vamoose. Uh, it's so uh, ridiculous. This, this is still an option, you know. <laughs> you could go. So what you're saying is you're not it's, going. <laughs> hmm. I'm here what you're saying, like, but you could go. <laughs> you ever have one of those relationships where you keep telling the person that you've broken up and moved on, but they just won't go? <laughs> we're we're not we're not a thing anymore. I hear you. I uh, hear you. I hear you. I just thought maybe we could have a picnic lunch sometime. X and Lumen were never a thing. Uh uh, Dexter tells Lumen to stay in the room. Dexter can't risk her being spotted now that the seminar is out for the day. She and Dexter set up the plastic sheeting in the room together. Deb goes to LaGuerta about her suspension. LaGuerta says she'll be reinstated eventually and it will all blow over. Deb accuses her of using Batista. 
Lumen figures out that Dexter has been killing for a long time. They hear a woman screaming next door. Dexter goes through the adjoining door with the M99 and finds Cole having sex with a woman handcuffed to the bed. She asks him to tie the other arm. So. I like that you shared that important piece of info. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Her requests, her specific requests. Uh, that, I, I specifically added that to show that she was a willing participant. Willing, okay. All um, right. I was going Say to it. simply call it rough sex, but I was like, nope, that doesn't convey what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, it's she- consensual, consensual stuff. Yeah, and, and she does, like, Straight up say, hey, tie this. Tie she this she up literally there too. says that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she does. I believe I believe the term you're looking for is BDSM. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no. You're not you don't always scream during that. Yeah, it's like we're not gonna break down that right now, but <laughs> we'll circle oh, we, back. Well, I can, I, I, I'll go Masuka on it if you yeah. guys really want to run. <laughs> No one wants anyone to go Masuka on anything. Yeah, please let's not make that a, a habit. We will not take it. Thank you. Uh, nice is, one. It would turn this into a twisted <laughs> sister. This is the we're not going to take yeah. it episode. Dexter yeah. already self-helped himself. Nobody else can spread their DNA. <laughs> yeah. Um. When he gets back, Lumen has her ears covered and is rocking back and forth. Lumen wakes up the next morning. Dexter didn't get Cole. The screamer spent the night. Dexter has a new plan to grab Cole on patrol and tells Lumen to leave. She can't believe she slept, and Dexter looks guilty. Like, yeah, imagine that. How could that have happened? Not mm. like I M99. M99 to ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he stayed up all night thinking about stuff, and it's just like, yeah, because... He has to be there when you wake up to explain to you why you slept. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, it's it's almost too like it's it's they put these tr- the trust in one another, but it's then that thing where if she wakes up and now she thinks Dexter's just as bad for any reason at all, then it's like then this whole thing is just blown up into another thing. Yeah, or she fell asleep because she felt safe with Dexter, but that's not what happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not in my reality. Not with the screaming woman next door. Yeah. So, uh, Quinn tells Deb to just work through LaGuardia's program and eventually she'll win. She's too good at her job to fail. Liddy shows up and barges into Quinn's apartment. Deb has a conversation about getting matching I got fucked by LaGuardia t-shirts and then leaves. Which uh, I would be super happy if there was pictures of Deb and Liddy with I got fucked by LaGuardia t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. Yeah. I would buy that Good shirt. shirt. Um, Liddy tells Quinn that Lumen ran away from marriage and arrived in Miami a week before Rita's murder. Now, what do you think about that? Uh, Liddy wants more money, but Quinn is done. Liddy threatens to tell Deb what they've been doing behind her back. Quinn gives him more money. So Quinn's flush again, somehow. Yeah. Well, he's taking money from crime scenes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's lucrative. Yeah. Or he's just checking cocaine out of the evidence room. It's not like they keep records. Yeah. Well, an angel (laughs) put him in charge of Yasmin's money when she was arrested, and so that's all gone now. Oh, yeah. Um, Chase starts to talk about tragedy and loss. Dexter goes to take out Cole, but Chase calls him onto the stage to talk. 
Chase asks Dexter to relive the moment that he found Rita. Lumen hears Dexter's voice and watches Dexter recall finding uh, Rita's body on a screen. Um, Lumen has, for some reason, decided to, like, wait in the hotel until, like, fairly late in the day um, to leave. So she's watching Dexter talk on the screen. She M99'd herself, took a nap. I guess. Uh, (laughs) And then she realizes that suddenly Cole is standing right next to her. She takes off. Lumen texts Dexter and locks herself back in the hotel room. Cole crashes through the adjoining door. (laughs) (laughs) What, you didn't buy that, Zach? Oh, come on. He's suit guy. He's suit man. Suit, like, he can do anything. Suit man can bust through doors and walls. Didn't you know that's one of his powers? In one try. He's just like Hulk <laughs> smash through the door. Uh, he uh, crashes yeah. through the door, tackles her, and starts strangling her. Dexter shows up and chokes him out. Cole wakes up on Dexter's table. They uh, ask for the names of the other rapists. Cole says Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I knew it. Those ducks always had something going on. <laughs> um, Dexter raises the knife and Lumen nods. He kills Cole. Dexter tells Lumen, this is who I am. He recounts the story of his mother's murder and who it has made him into. He passes her the blood slide, wondering if anyone can live with the truth of who he is. Is Lumen what will make me whole? <laughs> um... Deb finds out it was Manzone who backed LaGuardia's version of the story. Deb says she never would have learned betrayal from her. This is the second to last time we ever see Manzone. Angel tells Deb, I was stuck between a rock and my wife. Which, uh, that line just killed me. It just cracked me up. Stuck between a rock and my wife. Uh, Angel. The way he, he delivered it, too, was like, I was stuck between a rock and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that's not like, the saying, Angel. That's not that's not how that goes. Like, he thought of it mid-sentence. Yeah. He was like, you know what's going to be a great thing? <laughs> if I say something different. <laughs> and mix some metaphors. Or, or do we call LaGuerta the hard place from now on? Like, oh. Oh boy! Maybe she is his hard names. I'd like to call her. Yeah. Um. But uh, Angel tells Deb he's going to bat for her. He tells her that she's like a sister to him. Is this the end of Laguista? Oh no! (laughs) We could only hope. We could only hope. (sighs) Tragedy. No more icy and. Uh, what, what was it? I see in Cuervo. I see in Cuervo. No more I sees in Cuervo date nights. That's just sad. Yeah, I sees in Cuervo is the the name of the mixtape that Angel made for her. We should. <laughs> I don't want to know what songs are on that mixtape. It's a lot, and I mean a lot of Barry Manilow. No, who wasn't? I'm the, sure. He was all excited about uh, Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Yeah, it's all Neil Diamond. Song blues. The whole, yeah. the whole first, the whole first half is just song, song blue over and over again. <laughs> um, Chase comes to talk as Dexter checks out early. Cole's head is in a luggage bag. Chase thanks Dexter for coming on stage. He says to apply what he's learned. Tick tick tick. That's the sound of your life running out. Take it, Dexter. Dexter says, "Oh, I will." 
So, so mm. maybe he did follow it up with Take It, Layman, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually really liked this scene. I loved that the head was in the bag, in on the little baggage rack, and that he came up, and, he, and we get that reveal of the tick, tick, tick thing, which, of course, like, we already pretty much knew, you know, and then just, like... Oh, it was such a fun, ridiculous scene that fit perfectly into the world of Dexter. Yeah, and he, like, throws the head bag, like, roughly into the backseat. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> I love that! Um, Lumen stares at the blood slide. Owen is revealed to be alone at the cafe. He rips up her ticket and leaves. Dexter and Lumen dispose of the body together. He tells her Jordan is one of them. Lumen asks if just letting go is the correct way to throw body parts overboard. <laughs> that part got me like, well, do you think there's really a different way? How else would you it probably throw sounded the body really, part out? Yeah, it probably sounded really uh, profound on paper, but the way they shot it was like... <laughs> oh, it, it hurt me so, so bad. Uh, it was like, it's like she could easily pick up anything like there was no weight to anything at all and then the splash sound that it made which was like a ba-dunk, like it was like it was the whole thing was just so awful yeah the water splashes up over her head um, yeah. and plus, i get it letting go is a metaphor it's a very subtle we get it yes yeah. is this is this the, just let go Ima- it's a, it's imagine a head. if this come out after Frozen. Well, it, it might have worked better <laughs> if they didn't start the scene by showing Dexter throwing things overboard. It was <laughs> yeah. like, True. She probably learned by seeing how it was done like 10 <laughs> seconds ago like the rest of us did. But then she just like holds it over the edge and she's like, so you just let go? It's like, yes, unless you want an arm. <laughs> 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 what, what are you gonna do? Like baseball pitch it? Yeah, just it's it's, it's a body I mean, part. Just drop it. Try and boomerang it. Um, <laughs> Make baseball. Just hit it with an oar. I don't know. Maybe they could put it to a t-shirt gun and shoot it out in the middle of the ocean. That well, would have made it better. He he didn't tell her that she could just leave. <laughs> so I guess you that's progress. Go. You could just <laughs> Do go. I just let go, or you could just go. You could just yeah, go. You, you could just let Why go. Why don't you go overboard? <laughs> um, suddenly, the footage of them is shitty. It turns out that Lydia is taking photos and has taken photos of Dexter and Lumen disposing of the body. With the longest lens in human history. <laughs> uh, I think that scene is supposed to be like him after the fact reviewing the photos. But yeah, he still would have had to have, like, some kind of thousand foot lens. Oh, that, that was, it was, it was, how long? It was got, it had to have been at least five feet long. It was like, <laughs> yeah. on, it was ridiculous. Well, Dexter, <laughs> since the Bay Harbor Butcher thing in season two, he goes out to the Gulf Stream to drop yeah. bodies off. So if, I, I was thinking about, like, if Liddy didn't even have a boat. And he's just, like, on shore somewhere, like, <laughs> with, like, a telescope, like, trying to watch yeah. them. Yeah. Like, I don't think the horizon works uh. that way, but okay. Oh. He, he was able to take these pictures from shore. <laughs> flat Earth. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's a flat earther. He's very much into it. Oh, man. Uh, this one was directed by Romeo Tyrone and written by Manny Cotto. And Wendy West. It's Manny Cotto's second episode. Um, he's new for this season. 
course, Wendy West has written lots of good stuff, and she continues on for the rest of the series. Uh, what was your favorite line of the episode? I liked Jordan promises change, but also takes credit card. That was good. Hokey, but was a little like Dexter aside. <laughs> Mine was um, uh, Lumen saying, "It's crazy how quickly you get used to the supremely weird." Because mm-hmm. it was very fast. It was just like, I'm okay with all of this. A couple contenders, but honestly, I kind of liked a, a Liddy line when he says Lumen's name, Lumen Pierce. Lumen, stupid fucking name. I did like it her. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, don't even get him started on the episode Everything is Illuminated. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yep. Everything is illuminated. Well, in, in the whole uh, Jordan Chase uh, promises change, but he also accepts credit card, also reminded me of like Sarah Palin campaign slogans about keep the change. So. And uh, now that's no longer my best line. I can't <laughs> even. <laughs> uh, how about the, uh, the worst line of the episode? Everything La Guerta. That's that's all I've got. Everything. Well, I mean, she she's says. doing terrible things, but I don't think she had terrible lines per se. Yeah, mine was um, Masuka when he says someone's about to get bent over and fucked. <laughs> I went with Deb's use of uh, "I'd kill that fucked hard all over again." Mm. Yeah. Yes, the the shifting. Shifting social mores of of using tard in a in a humorous way. Um, I really think the overall winner for everything though has got to be Dexter self helps himself in a hotel room without leaving <laughs> any body fluids. That's our best line. I, I support that. <laughs> I'd been awake for about forty five minutes at that point, so I'm just going to say that's. That's just an off-the-cuff uh, 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 success for me. Yeah, you take that win. It's not, well done. Not one I put a lot of thought into. You take that win. Take it. Okay. Taken. Uh, how about the... <laughs> now, and now you can go. If you'd like to go, you can go. Yeah. Oh, I can go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just let go. Well, you just first let go. I want to know what the Chicky Hines Memorial performance of the episode was. <laughs> Uh, I re- I really liked the scene in the hotel with uh, Johnny Lee Miller and Dexter, so I gave it to Johnny Lee Miller. I also did. I went with Liddy on this one because I thought that staged car accident was was a really good move. Yeah, and uh, and also just his ability to just be just so slimy <laughs> in, in such a great way. His ability to take pictures. Oh yeah, that and that camera for that camera alone, I gotta give it to him because I don't know anybody who can make a camera look like that, that like many satellite lenses. lens yeah. that he had on it. Uh, great, he's bouncing light off of space. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Thanks everybody for listening to season five, episode eight. Uh, we will see you on the next deeply discussing Dexter. <laughs>